Welcome to Nuria's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hello, everyone. I am so excited. <laughs> so extra excited because I get to have one of my best friends on the podcast today on this episode. My good friend, Jonathan Gamboa, is here with me. Confetti cannons, the whole thing. <laughs> um, how are you, Jonah? I'm doing I'm great. I'm happy to be here with you, Nuria. Uh, Nuria is a great friend of mine. I, how long have we met each other? How long ago did we meet each other? I think, was it 2009? I don't know, probably, probably 2009. Yeah, like, so we have known each other for a while now. For a long time. <laughs> No, but it's been so awesome. Um, the way I met Jonah was, well, we were both in the real estate industry. Jonah has been a real realtor. Well, not only a realtor, a very successful realtor. Thank you. Um, and runs one of the top producing team here in Salt Lake City. And he really focuses a lot on the Hispanic community and um, helping them getting to wealth building through homeownership as well as getting educated on the whole process. And, um, you know, I can go on and on about you because you truly care for the people. And I've seen you um, never put money before anyone. I've seen you um, find ways to, to find solutions to really help, help our people. And, and that's really your purpose behind it all, which really sets you apart from, from a lot. Um, but the way we met was, yeah, I think it was like 2010, 2011, we were, I was marketing, right? Because I like how Matt Atkinson says, I used to always go for like the jugular, meaning that um, I was very <laughs> aggressive with, with wanting to get business from people. And so I had no shame in the game, right? I was just like, I want to work with you. I want to earn your business. Give I want your business. business. I want your business. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, Jonah, I want to work with you. And, you know, I mean, I think I, I've always been very passionate. So it comes across where, People are probably like, who's this crazy girl? <laughs> She's so like ambitious and whatever. But I was coming into an office where you used to work for, or used to work with a lender, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I used to do both. I used to do real estate and I used to do uh, some loans too. Yeah. And so I used to go into the office consistently wanting to, how can I work with you? Let me, let me help you. Just give me one, you know, like doing that whole thing. I've learned a lot more throughout the past decade, you know, on many things. So I, I'm not, I don't show up that way anymore, but it served me for a long time, you know, but. <laughs> but you had um, to try. I mean, you were out there. You yeah. Out there, so that was great. I was hustling, hustling guys. Um, but yeah, so that's how we met. And we obviously started establishing a relationship and 
it just so happened that like your escrow officer ended up leaving the business, right? That's right. And then I was next. <laughs> I was so excited to be able to work with the Jonah Kambala. <laughs> so that's how we met. That's right. And now we've been like, we've grown a lot together. You yeah. know, I think that's been one of the most fun things of like having a friendship with you and, and having a business relationship with you is that I've seen your growth so much and um, I've seen your shifts and I've seen you um, not only grow in, in the business, but also grow in our self-development world. And so it's been really fun to have like a buddy that has like ride along with you, you know, just riding this wave. So yeah, that's, that has been awesome, Noria. Honestly, it has been cool because I don't know if you know, but I'm, Maybe you don't realize this. I'm not from the United States. I'm from Mexico. <laughs> you can hear my accent. And then that's no. something that we have in common. We have kind of the same roots. You are from Mexico too. Yes. And we migrated to this country. And the cool thing is that, like Nuria said, we have been able to not like not be nobody, but we were like just starting in the business, and we have been able to grow our own businesses, or grow together. And it's been cool to support each other and to push each other and challenge each other and. And it is cool to have someone that can just keep growing with you, you know? So it has been really, really exciting to do that and be part of your success and you'll be part of my success. So thank yeah, you. thank you. Very grateful for you. Um, Jonah, so I mean, I know quite a bit about you and I've learned a lot about you for the past few years, but I would love for our listeners to really understand and get to hear your story, you know, because you just mentioned like you were born in Mexico, but I just don't think people realize how you really started from the bottom. You know, like even your lifestyle there versus what you've created here. And I think it's so important to, to be able to tell it because there's going to be a lot of people that get inspired by you. Well, I hope that that story is going to inspire someone. No, I'm sure it's going to inspire some people, but uh... I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to be careful because I can get emotional if I touch some of the things. So if I get emotional, just bear with me. Oh, get emotional. <laughs> yes. So and just so you guys know, and you know, Nuria, I grew up in Mexico City. It's a little town down there in Mexico, more than 20 million people. <laughs> so I grew up there, and I grew up with uh, two sisters, my dad and my mom. Uh, they are great. I mean, I'm, I'm super thankful for what they gave me. They gave me all that they could, and they did their best. You know, but I'm going to be honest. I was raised that, Jonah, you can do anything that you want. You can do anything that you want. But I started growing up and we were like a middle class, but low, 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 low middle class. What, what do I mean by that is you just, sometimes my dad used to have a job. Sometimes he didn't have a job. So you don't have a lot of luxuries down there. But I was able to go to school. I was a good student. Well, I tried to be a good student. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, uh, I just started working since I was like, 13 years old. Actually, just to give you an idea, my parents couldn't even give me money. You know, like when you were just to go to school. In Mexico, they don't give you lunches, so you guys know. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, totally different world. School. So basically, either your parents give you some lunch or uh, they give you some money to buy something at school. So just to, so to give an idea, my parents couldn't give me money to buy things at school, but my mom always put some lunch there. So I remember that uh, because I think I couldn't buy candy when I was five or six years old. I sent money and I buy, I bought this bag of little, I don't know if you remember this powder that was chill, like Blinquitos and Miguelitos. I remember, remember that. Those. So I, 
I mean, I know the powder you're talking about. I just don't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to buy, I say for my birthday, give me one, and I used to, I bought a, a big bag, and I was selling it in school, so I could just buy it and sell. I mean, I used to find ways to just make money, you know, since I was a little kid, but I started growing up. I worked uh, when I was 13, 14 years old as a bike boy in Mexico. Uh, and I used to do a lot of things. I tutor kids. What, what's a bike boy for everyone? A bag, bag, B-A-G. Oh, bag. Bag, bag okay, boy. Like, See, my bag? accent. No, no, no. <laughs> so a bag boy basically is store? in the grocery yeah, store. Yeah. And in Mexico, you don't get paid like from the store. It's just tips. I have tips. That's right. Oh, and I want to be honest, even from that time, I remember that there were some specific clients that they used to go and look for me because they knew that I would treat them really nice and I would care about them. So I, I have always cared about people and always treat them like I would like to be treated. So fast forward a little bit. Uh, I remember going to UNAM. Uh, this, that's the biggest university in Mexico. It's a public school. And I, I'm gonna just share this because there are some insights that I wanna share with everyone. But I was just working and studying and then there was a strike. I don't know. Do you know about that or not? I don't, I don't know. Okay, there was a strike in 1998. For those people that are from Mexico, they will remember that. There was a strike from the UNAM University and the Politecnico, the two biggest universities in Mexico. Oh, wow. Just political movements and, and just things like that. But for nine months, I couldn't go to school. So that was when a lot of my life started changing big time. I was really depressed because in that university, the teachers, they used to tell you, you know what? People are just going to hire one out of 50 of you. The other ones are going to be doing something else because they want to hire people from other universities. It was that discouraging. It was really, wow. really bad. And I loved UNAM. No offense for anyone that was in UNAM. It's a great university, but that's how it was in Mexico City. And back then, I had the opportunity. Someone uh, told my mom, said, you know what? Why don't your son go and apply to this private university that is really expensive in Mexico? My mom just laughed, and she said, like, I cannot afford that. There is no way. And it's called El Tec de Monterrey. So I remember that I went there. And I'm going to share that story. It is prestige. It's prestige. But really, I'm going to be honest, and I don't want to offend anyone. The level of math and physics and everything, and I might learn a lot more. But in the Tec de Monterrey, what I learned is that they teach you to be a leader. It's interesting. Oh. They teach you different skills. But when I got in, in, the, in El Tec de Monterrey, I remember I was sitting in the chair. I still can't remember exactly where I was because it was so profound moment for me. But I couldn't believe that I was. I went and applied and I got a scholarship. Oh my gosh, I didn't know. Yeah, for me, it was a dream. For me, it was like, I couldn't even imagine that I was sitting in that school, that it was, it was awesome. So I remember in the welcome meeting and I was there and somebody said to us, one of the greatest things that the people from this university do is to go and study abroad. You're going to study to another country. I just hear that, and you were like, what? Is that even possible? Because when I, how I was raised, I was not used for people to go to different countries. And I was like, that's for rich people, and I'm not rich. We were not rich by any means. So I remember sitting there, and even it gives me the goosebumps right now, but I remember, and I was just like, I don't know how, or one day I want to go. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to go. And I'm sure that because Eight, eight semesters later, or four years later, I came to the United States to study abroad. That was a dream. I have to borrow money for my grandma. I have to do things. I have to work. And I just came and studied abroad. So fast forward, I go back to Mexico. I finished my bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. And I started working for Procter & Gamble. PMG is a great company. And so I was working for them. They offered me like a full-time job. 
And I said, no, I'm going to the United States because I have met my wife and she wanted to study English to be a writer. You know, Jenny, I love my wife, Jenny. And Jenny is wonderful. Everyone should know Jenny Gamboa. <laughs> Jenny Gamboa. So she wanted to be a writer and actually they offered me to go to Puerto Rico and they offered me some things. But the story what I share about Detective Monterrey is Something that I learned in life is sometimes you don't know what you don't know, and sometimes all that you need is to see the light. Somebody puts something in your mind and it's like, is that even possible? And I remember that one of the things that that university did for me is like, it just opened the possibility of me being able to come to the United States to study or to Canada. You planted the seed in your, in your mind. They, uh, that's all that I needed. Because the drive, I had to drive. But honestly, I was like not even anywhere close to my mind. So they planted the seed. I said, I want to do it. That university also taught me that you can, you can achieve a lot of things. It's just not that uh, it doesn't matter where you were born. Uh, if, you, if you put your mind, your mind and, and your time and your work into something, you can do it. So that's one of the great things that taught me. And also, I want to be honest, I was on my friends in that university, their parents, they have businesses. I was in Mexico, I'm like, they're doing well. So actually I can do well too, you know? So it is kind of interesting because- Like open your mind is something more. Yeah. It's so awesome. It is awesome because for me, honestly, when I was in the other university and I love when I'm, I don't want anyone to get offended. When I was just hearing the teachers and everything, it was a different environment. And for me, I'm not saying that maybe that it was the university. For me, I needed to see other people being successful. And I'm like, if that person has been successful, I can do it too. Yeah. So that I started changing my mindset. I got a great job in Procter & Gamble. Then I moved to the United States. I moved to the United States. And I'm going to be honest, when I came to the United he States. did it! I did it. And I moved <laughs> to the United States. And um, I'm going to be honest, it hit me really bad. At the beginning, when I came here, I mean, let's be honest, the term Mexican in the United States, sometimes it's not perceived really great. And I'm going to be honest about it. Yeah. I came to the United States and it was, oh, okay, I'm Mexican. And then I, I became to be a realtor, which was not really in the top, you know, like in the scale. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like everybody in 2005, I mean, I went to the school for one month and I have no clue about what anything meant. <laughs> Just to give an idea so you guys can laugh a little bit. What year is this? 2005. Okay, okay. 15 years ago. I moved to the States and I remember I went to real estate school. I never wanted to be on sales. Never. I was like, I went to school to study to be an electrical engineer because I didn't want From to From an engineer. From <laughs> an engineer to sell. So I do not want to do that. But I went to Rochester school because I couldn't do anything else. I was, it was driving me nuts because I was in the immigration process. Yeah. So it was going to take like six months. And I'm like, I cannot be sitting down just watching TV. That's not me. Before yeah. that, in Mexico, I was like working, working my thesis, uh, studying full time. So I'm like, I cannot do that. So I went to real estate school because I said, one day, I'm going to invest in real estate. I didn't have any money. I owe $40,000 to my grandma still. And I owe, I have to pay my school and everything. I said, I want to learn how to invest in real estate because real estate in Mexico is way different than here in America. In Mexico, you buy a piece of land and you start building, you know? So I'm like, I want to know how that works here because one day I want to own several or multiple properties. So I went, to so awesome. I went to real estate school and after one month, I passed my test. I went full on, eight hours every day. Yeah, you really studied. I really studied because I wanted to learn. I was bored. I was, it was driving me nuts. <laughs> and I just remember, like just to give an idea, guys, how little I knew. I remember that they used to go about the escrow officer. I was, 
I didn't know as much English as I know now, but I was like, escrow officer, what is an escrow officer? I kid you not, I thought that it was a police officer outside of the title company. Because in Mexico, you have, <laughs> because in Mexico, you like, have, we are protecting your money. In Mexico, you have a police officer outside of every bank. Yeah, yeah, to, because guys, <laughs> life is different over there. And yes, you have policemen everywhere protecting. That is so funny. So you, you, you know what, I'm gonna hire a police officer to stand outside my my doors just for you. I just should just put one of those cardboards and just put it there. But I'm serious, guys. I was like, escrow But I went to the test. I memorized and I analyzed everything. And I was like, escrow officer. I went to my first closing, and that's when I realized that the escrow officer was somebody like you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the escrow officer is the one that closes the deal. Like we just. And for, for our audience and listeners who are not in the real estate world, an escrow officer is someone that works at an, a title company or an escrow company, and they are the ones that explain the documents to you for your closing, they handle the funds, and that's their main function. So just so that everyone knows what that actually means. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know. Not a policeman outside the door. <laughs> so I didn't know, but I pass the test. And honestly, I remember that since I was a little kid, I was like, one day I'm gonna have my business. My parents, they were not business owners, but I'm like, one day I'm gonna have my business and I wanna make sure that I can provide to my wife and my kids opportunities. I don't wanna provide to them, like I didn't wanna spoil them and be like having all these toys. I don't care that much about it, it's just the possibilities because when I was growing up, I played sports and I wanted to do a lot of things and I wanna make sure that they could do those things. And my parents gave me all that they could. So I'm so grateful for them and I love them. Uh, so much. They, they give up a lot to just give me a lot of things. But uh, so I went to Rested School and then something hit me like, well, what about if I'm a Rested agent? I'm just going to give it a try. Here's one thing that I did, a crazy thing. I haven't sold even a single house. And I remember calling Procter & Gamble in Mexico. They were waiting for me to get my, my papers to go and have some interviews in Cincinnati. Oh, wow. So the headquarters. And I haven't sold a house. And I started Rested. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Uh, this is the opportunity for me to have my own business. Because if I get in the corporate world, maybe later on once I start having kids and everything, I'm not going to do it. It was a really tough decision. And I remember that I called my manager in Mexico. Right, safety and... Safety. And I was one. making more money than my parents ever made with that wow. job. And I was, here in the United States, I was going to even make more money. And I remember that I called my manager and I said, I just want to tell you thanks so much for all that you have done for me, but I decided I have another, I found another opportunity. I haven't sold a single house, <laughs> and I, I call it that, the that's rest. when I burned the balls. Basically, like you know, when Crystal Colon, they used to come and conquer to America, they used to burn the balls, so they know that either you conquer, yeah. or you die. So I burned it, and I'm like, I'm all in. So believe me, it was, it was not as simple. It was a decision that I have to just go through weeks, like, should I do it or not? But I knew that if I wouldn't do that, I was going to be uneasy. Like, if something is not working out, you just go and lay back to the other option. So I did that, and I remember I started going full-time, but I said I have no idea what I was doing. I mean, <laughs> I have no clue. I closed my first deal, and I have never purchased a house. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I have a great broker back then, and, and Brad Olson. And I used to just go and ask a lot of questions, you know. But uh, I have to make a lot of mistakes, a lot of failures. 
And one of the things that I learned through that process is I was afraid of a lot of things, to be honest. My, I was afraid because I didn't speak spoke the language really well. I'm still working on it. <laughs> You're great. <laughs> yeah, my, my English with Hispanic accent, but it's cool. That's who I am. That's who you are. That's yeah, who I am. Now I am proud of it, to be honest, at the beginning. And this is for all the people that are immigrants. Sometimes it's just the story that we create in our heads. At the beginning, Absolutely. I used to downplay myself because I was like, People are going to look at me weird. And to be honest, there have been some people that look at me like, what is he saying? And, I just, <laughs> oh my God. and you know, at the beginning, I used to take it like, oh my gosh, like I cannot go and take listings with American people sometimes. Or maybe they are going to look at me different. Mm -hmm. Now, I just changed that shit. Like I just switched uh, the way of thinking. And I'm like, I just get to the listings. And I'm like, look, communication is not going to be an issue. As long as when you don't understand something that I say, so could you repeat that, please? And we just laugh and we just keep communicating. Oh, I love that. The shift in the mindset. It's just a shift in your mindset. That you are good enough to, to take any listing. Any listing. It doesn't matter. Yes. I mean, that's not what people want to be hired. And if there is someone that they don't like me because I'm Hispanic, I don't want to work with them. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's what it is. Now, I'm working and doing my best to communicate in the best way possible and making sure that we bring a lot of value. And most people there love it. I mean, we do a lot for them, you know? But coming to America, I mean, once I start being a real estate agent, uh, there were a lot of challenges. I want to be honest, I remember in 2006, I remember I closed my first year 20 transactions and I didn't know anyone here. So I went and door knock and do a lot of things. I don't know what I was doing, but I was pretty much basically like you. I was hustling and I'm like, I don't know how to, but I was a hustler and I was looking for business. 2016, I mean, 2006. Wait, 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 wait. So your first year, you closed how many? 20 transactions. Guys, for all of my friends in real estate, this guy with not, speak, not speaking the language very well, still learning, not knowing anyone, not even in a city or a state in a country, and he closes 20 transactions his first year. I want to hear zero excuses from anyone listening to this. Yeah. That's amazing, Jonah. Thank you. So, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't know a lot of things. I went and door knocked in different places. I talked to people. I maybe didn't close a single deal for my wife's family for the first three years, just so you know. So it was people that I didn't wow. know. I didn't know. They were just people that was door knocking, talking to people. The second year, I closed like 18 to 20 transactions. The third year, then it was 2008. What happened in 2008? The market just started going south here in Utah. Mm -hmm. I want to be honest, for three years, I closed between 14 to 20 transactions. In 2019, I, I will still remember the day. There was- 2009. Sorry, 2009, just- Last year was great. <laughs> Last year was awesome. 2020, I don't know, but- <laughs> 2009, I still remember a moment. That it was a defining moment for me in real estate. It was 2009, and I remember that for four months I didn't close a single deal. Not because I didn't have anything on the contract, but I don't know if you remember. We used to put deals on the contract, and the banks were going out of business. You have on the contract. You would, no, you would be at the closing, and then the banks wouldn't fund it. Like Sorry. people would actually sign, come in to close on their property. And then the next day when it was supposed to fund, it was like that bank went out of business. It was insane. It was insane. Then. So four months I didn't close a single deal, but I saved money. It's something that you know I'm really proud yes. of. Yes. <laughs> I saved money and I prepared. 
But I started seeing my bank account going down and down, like lower, oh lower, gosh. lower. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, what did I do? Maybe I should have kept my job back then four years ago. <laughs> just four years ago. Just gamble. So I was like freaking out. And, but there was a time that I was like closing some deals and sometimes I was not closing deals. And I was closing between 14, 20 transactions per year, which was pretty decent for being a new agent. But I remember that one time, I remember exactly what I was in my kitchen in my house. And I look at my wife and I'm like, I'm sick and tired of surviving in this business. I was like, I'm sick and tired. And the people that know me, I'm not a complainer. I'm not like, oh my gosh, for me, I was like, I'm sick and tired. And I was, I have tears in my eyes. My wife just looked at me because she was like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. But it was something inside me. And I said, I'm better than this. I didn't come here to be surviving in this business. I'm better than this. It's been one year, and I, I remember telling my wife, it's been one year, I'm not striving in this business. I better go and do something else. I'm better than this. And it was like telling the universe, like, bring it on. But at the same time, wow. I have to go out and, and do my job. It wasn't yeah. like, hey, bring it on, and I'm not going to do I'm anything. I'm waiting for it to happen. So I remember that I went. I didn't have that much money, but I went to a seminar about short sales. I used to do some short sales, but I went to this seminar, and I found some people there that, honestly, they were causing 30, 40, 50 transactions per year. And honestly, there were some of them that I was looking at them like, no way. This person is causing data transactions. If, if he or she's causing data transactions, I can cause a hundred. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. We you got empowered. <laughs> I got empowered, but let's be honest. Sometimes you see them like, you need to, it's just here. Yeah, it's in your it's mind. It's just in your mind. So I'm like, I, they're doing something right that I'm not doing right. So I just started checking. The first thing, it was changing my mindset and said like, you know what? Everybody was struggling. A lot of people were going out of business. I'm like, I just need to adapt, change, adapt, and take advantage of the, the market and work hard. And work hard, I'm not afraid of doing that. I can do that on my own. probably outwork most people. Yeah. So I was just, <laughs> uh, I, I just started doing short sales. Just to give an idea, a year later, uh, I was closing 34 transactions, which it was great on that year, it was 2010. Uh, when, when, when most agents were getting out of the business, I was hiring my first assistant, I was closing 34 transactions, and I was just pushing. So that, that experience showed me that we, the market is not if it's going to change, it's just about when it's going to change. Mm -hmm. So the important thing is we just need to adapt, and the people that adapt, and if you're prepared and you're that, a lot of opportunities are going to open up to you. So fast forward, I mean, that nine years later, I mean, now we have an awesome team. We have uh, several agents and we keep growing and we want to be opening our own office. Woo! I don't think that I have announced that That's before. So, oh my gosh, Jonah, this is so exciting. So we want to be opening oh, our office. own office. Uh, we want to be looking to, uh, to find agents that they want to grow. But one of the things that I will tell you is I have had a lot of experiences. For me, real estate is awesome because it has given me the opportunity to help a lot of people, which is I'm so passionate about, and you yeah. know that. I mean, I will put, I will always tell all my agents, put the people first and the money will come. If you, if you do it your way around, you're in trouble. You're, you should not be in this business. So I tell Well, you might get the money really quick, but it's not going to be sustainable. I seriously have not met one person that just goes after the money and doesn't care for other people that is like still in it. Does that make sense? Like for, long, for, yeah. for a long period of time, it's not. People can feel that. People can sense that when you're sitting on the, on the table of the house and when mm -hmm. you are turning things, they can feel that. Yep. 
So uh, that's one of the greatest things that we have done, helping a lot of people. I have had the opportunity to do that. And that gives me a lot of fulfillment because I believe that we are changing people's lives, uh, helping them to go from rental properties to being uh, owners. We have been able to help people to acquire three, four, five properties that they never thought even. I, I, and I want to talk a little bit about this because I mean, now, now I have my own business and I don't do the closings anymore, but I remember closing some of your clients when I was still an escrow officer and they're still coming in here to do closings and they're on their fifth home, you know, as an investment, sixth home. And I'm just so proud, you know, it's like, it's so fun. Yeah to see their journey of really this wealth building and, and possibilities that they never thought of. And they are so grateful to you. Yeah. You know, like, and I know that's what really gets you going. Like uh, that's what fulfills you. Yeah. That, that's my fulfillment. You don't want to talk about like what, what better way to in your own business, you can actually get fulfillment out of it because you are, you are empowering people to do better. It is so powerful because there have been times outside of here, I'm not going to say names of clients, but they have come and bought it for yeah. property. And some of the clients say, John, I remember when we were in this situation. And sometimes they cry and, I, and we're all crying there and yeah. hugging each other. So it is so cool. And, and, and like I've seen them go up and down with the market too, because there, there was one, I know who you're talking about, you know, there was one client who they lost their house. Um, due to the crash in, or and a divorce, different situation, a divorce crash, and then um, they were so devastated, of course, you know, by losing their home. But then they rebuilt with you, you know, like you took them through the journey of it's okay, I got you, I have your back, this isn't over, you know. And then you you led them through the journey, and here they are on their fourth, fifth, and I'm just like, this is amazing, you know. Yeah, there is nothing that gives me more fulfillment than being a little. A little influence for someone positive when people can have a better life. So it has been awesome the the journey. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I have learned a lot of things, uh, but the coolest thing that I will tell you is, as as you know, Noria, is when you go and you grow your business. There wanna be a lot of growing pains. There wanna be tears. There wanna be frustration. A lot. <laughs> there wanna be moments that you feel that people leave you, that people. They are not grateful, and you can be giving your all to people. And that's going to happen, but the coolest thing, uh, people sometimes ask me, like, is that worth it, or does it get easier? And I'm like, to be honest, if you are committed to be the best version of yourself, it's not going to get easier for you, because you need to keep growing. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the coolest things that we have experienced. You keep growing, and I admire you for that, and I keep pushing, I keep growing. And for me, real estate has been an opportunity to help others, but also, I need to be selfish a little bit because he has helped me to be a better version of myself. Yeah, like what it's created of you, you would do it all over again. You know, it's like, it, it, it's in how you're saying, just the challenges, the struggles, the pain and the disappointments. And, you know, it's not easy at all. And I love sharing these stories of people like you because they can actually get an idea of all of, all of the pain that you went through to get to where you're at. Because I think a lot of people forget when they see people like you, um, or I've gotten comments even uh, for me in my journey of like, oh, you have the great, the greatest life. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. And I'm so grateful and blessed, but 
but you know you have to know <laughs> there that there is there are years and years and years of sacrifice hard work sleepless nights and so on and so for you to be able to share this so that people understand that is what it takes to get to the glory days of what you're experiencing yeah we didn't get here just because we're lucky i want to say <laughs> no. we created with love we don't know now you just said about work i'm going to be honest at the beginning at the beginning of my career as a real estate agent I remember driving on the snow and going and door knock on notice of before when people are behind in their payments. And sometimes they slam the door at you. And I was thinking, because I used to go on door knocking at five, six, seven o'clock on Saturdays. And I remember in my mindset, I was like, oh my gosh, most people are having fun right now. Most yeah. people are with their families, having fun on Saturday, doing something fun. Instead, I am here working. Exactly. And we'll see if that person is gonna slam the door at me or not. Let's see if they wanna talk to me or not. And honestly, that's when you get tough. You said, why do I want, what am I going? So one of the most important things is to have a vision where you're going and know what your purpose is in life and just take a like massive action. Because yeah. I remember like, it was not pleasant. I'm gonna tell you that if I remember those days, I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember I'm like, what am I doing here? Some days I was like, bad days. I've been there, Jonah, for sure. Where you're just like, what you're trying so hard and you're giving it your all over and over again. And you do have those moments where you feel like, what in the world? Like almost defeated in a, in a sense, right? Of like, what am I doing? Yeah, and that, that's when you need to recognize, like, I know what I'm doing this. And yes. I'm not gonna give up. And you just keep going and keep going. And you just say like, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen. But the, other, the, the cool thing about this is, and I'm gonna be honest with you, is something that really happens when I started getting coaches also. Oh, yes. Because at the beginning, they have a coach. The importance of coaching. So I would just tell you guys, when I started getting coached by different people, they were like, no, 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 you're doing it right. You just need to keep doing it. That's what you expect. Because as a real estate agent, sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, I want to just like baseball players, they want to go and hit a home run every single time, and that's not going to happen. Right. They want to hit one out of 100 or one out of 30, I don't know. But real estate is really similar. If you, if you, from 30 people that you go and turn out, if you get one closing, you're doing awesome. But you need to know that you need to have someone there that said like, you are going in the right direction, just keep going. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that have helped me, a lot of people, important people like you, and I know that you have introduced a lot of great people to my life. That I'm so great for coaches, companies, and I think that the most important thing is you need to know and define where you are going. For me, my big drive for a long time was like, I want to make sure that my wife did not struggle like my mom did to be able to provide for us. And that pushed me. And I know what I was doing. And when I was doing knocking in I'm like, I want to make sure that she doesn't have to struggle. Aww. And then my kids, I was like, you know what? I want to make sure that my kids, if they want to be doing whatever sport, they can do it. If you want to travel, take them for me, take them one trip for year. It was a luxury. I remember going to Disneyland and buying food in a restaurant in Disneyland. I couldn't even imagine. I would remember that I was tears in my eyes. Because I couldn't believe that I could offer that to my kids. And I'm just serious because before I would have never been able to offer that to my family. And I didn't experience that. And even though that doesn't make the whole difference, but just as a as an individual, I can be like, I can take care of my wife and my kids and provide things that maybe I couldn't. It brings a joy that I'm like, that's what I'm doing it. And yes, the why has changed. Now I don't need to worry about that, thankfully, you know. But you need to be, keep changing. You need to keep pushing yourself. And the coolest thing for me, Nuria, as you know, is 
I love that I'm, I, I think that I'm a better person than I was before. I have grown, I have developed, I have worked on myself and that allows me to help other people. Yeah. And first and foremost, for me, the most important people that I can help is in my own house. My kids, my wife, to help them think big, to help them achieve whatever they want, help them and give them the opportunity for them to develop their skills. And then we go to the team, the Gamboa team, and then helping the clients. And we mentor people on how to invest in real estate. I love that you do that. That's amazing. Yeah, I love I, I love teaching. It's just, it especially is. a lot of people are not teaching our Hispanic community and we don't have that background of education. You know, we don't have the generational wealth or the generational education. And, and so a lot of, you know, our Hispanic community is longing for something like that and having people like you who are leading and, and training and educating is just so important for the growth of, of our community. And I want to give you like big hats off on that because we don't have that. Like people, people that have lived here and that are not immigrants, you know, you've had that generational knowledge and education and, and establishment or wealth that has been built through generations. We don't have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally agree. And I will be honest with you. I, I will tell you why I start teaching and mentor people in real estate on how to invest. There was a client that I have about 15 years ago. And his son studied architecture and his friend engineering. And they wanted to start investing and doing flips. They wanted to start doing rental properties. And he talked to his dad. He was going to buy this farm. It was going to be so expensive. And said, like, no, 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 just go and talk to Gamboa. That's how people know me, too. But go and talk to Gamboa. <laughs> Not Jonah, just Gamboa. Jonah, just talk to Gamboa. Some of the Hispanic people said, I go to Gamboa. These two kids came and said, we want to learn how to invest. And we are the first ones that we graduate, that we have a bachelor's degree from our families. So our awesome. parents, they don't know how to do this. They don't mm -hmm. know how to guide us. And we don't know where to go. My dad told me, go and talk to Gamboa. He does those things. I remember sitting at a table and I tell him, I'm going to teach you how to do it, but don't make me, don't waste my time. If you don't do what I tell you, I don't want to be spending my time with you guys. And in the same <laughs> way, Good. in the same way, like three people, three of my own kind, they start calling for the same reason. Jonah, you know, I want to learn about investment and there are these programs. And that's when I was like, you know what, I need to help my community. I need to have them, I need to have them. And not just my community, I'm also teaching English and I teach in Spanish, but I was like, there is a huge need. Yes. And when I came here, I didn't know how to. I remember doing my first split, my first rental property. I was terrified. I didn't know, and I was in real estate. But most real estate agents, by the way, if you are listening, you better invest in real estate. If you're not investing in real estate, and you're telling people to invest in real estate, shame on you. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Lead by example, absolutely. Lead by example. And I have the opportunity that investing in real estate, I have, I have lost money. I have lost money, but I have made a lot of money. So it's totally worth it. How but many I, doors do you have now? Right now, well, two years, I saw somebody, two years ago, I have 14. So what? 15 years, 14. Right now, we're doing a lot of flips and a lot of other projects, and we, we want to go for other things, bigger projects. But we have some of those here. Also, we have some pieces of land that we have invested in Mexico that we want to be developing and we're in the process. So, so awesome, John. What I will tell you is if I can do it, guys, I came here 15 years ago. There are no excuses. Anyone can do it. I'm not special. Well, my mom says that I'm special. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> what I'm just saying is we are all special, but you're special too. And if I can do it, honestly, you can do it. If you want to go for 10 properties, it doesn't matter what business you do. Uh, there is something that is called Narrow 10. Uh, there's an organization, nonprofit. And one of the things that I really love is you need to be, you need to seek to be in the top 10% of whatever you do. Yes. If you're a real estate agent, if you're in escrow, if you are in some other type of business, you need to be the best that you can be in that area. And if you do that, then start investing money. This is my commercial. Start investing in real estate because that's passive income. And then we get super passionate because I want to get to the point that I don't have to work. I'm just, my properties are just giving me the lifestyle that I want. And passive I get income. passive income. So I create your businesses because they can become also passive income. Uh, and also invest in real estate because for me it's the easiest way to create a build wealth. Build wealth. Yes. And like you said, a lot of us immigrants, we don't know how to do that because our parents were not millionaires, but that's why we created this. I want to exactly. help people to be like, you know what? If I can do it, you can do it too. And it doesn't matter where you came from, or it doesn't matter if you are from here or not from here, we can all be millionaires. I want to be honest, we all can be millionaires in America. Millionaire mind! Millionaire mind. Like, seriously, it's not yes, that hard. Now, we can. It takes time and it takes patience. But if you do it right... And it takes total focus on not, not, not like giving up on the goal. You know, it's like you have... Patience for sure, because it's a compound effect. Success doesn't come overnight, you guys. It just doesn't. So absolutely patience in the process of getting to, to that goal. And, and But I love what you said earlier. You know, it's almost like you have the goal, but what it takes for you to shift yourself and become the version of you to be able to attract like that amount of money or that amount of homes or whatever it is, that's like what's, that's the fulfillment part. Yeah, that's the exciting thing. I want to be honest. I, at the beginning, I used to feel guilty. Oh my gosh, money is bad. I mean, I was raised like that. The love of money is bad. I'm trying to remember Jim Rohn that says, be a millionaire not for the million dollars, but for the person that you become in the process. Jim Rohn, the, the mentor of all mentors. <laughs> That is so exciting. And I'm going to be honest, like you said, like the million dollars, money is money, but the coolest thing is who you become in the process. Yes. And that is the coolest thing. When you go and achieve a goal, really it's cool to achieve the goal, but the coolest thing is to see who you become in the process. And it doesn't matter if you are a professional athlete, if you're really successful in real estate or in your own company, whatever it is, the coolest thing to see is the transformation that you as an individual have in the process. I mean, because you have to go through struggles, through tears, through growing pains. Through sleepless nights, sleepless through, night. through losses, through, yeah, a lot Risk, of pain. stress, but you know what? Because of all of that, thanks to all of that, you become a better version of yourself. And that, that is awesome. I think that, that's what we need to always strive for. And we're in a great country where it allows, I love this country, by the way. I love Mexico. I have it in my heart. But I love this country, and I'm so grateful for this country because there are a lot of opportunities and uh, I think that we are so lucky to be here. So when people tell me, give me a lot of excuses, I'm like, you know what? You can either be a victim or you can just take the, the what do you call it? The bull by the horns and you say, you know, I want this and I'm gonna go for it and, and determine what you want to go and what you want to do. I don't know, that's my philosophy. I mean, 
the possibilities are endless in this country, you know. What an extraordinary story, Jonah, you know, and I love that how in detail you got because I haven't even heard some of those details before. So it's, it's so fun to see uh, a boy, you know, a, a boy in Mexico um, not poss possibly even thinking about this type of life. And it just took little seeds to be planted along the way by different people that showed you you can create something different. And then it was presented to you and then you took it all and then you took the major action and did all the hard work and went through all the process that we just talked about to get to where you're at today. So I am so proud of you. I'm so grateful for you and you inspire me all the time um, for the person that you are. And I'm sure that you have inspiring many of our listeners. And I know that you're starting this new office. And I just want to ask, because maybe some of our listeners who maybe are not in real estate yet or are in real estate are like, oh, th this guy would be a great mentor for me. And I always, always tell people, if there's a mentor or a coach there for you, take that. You yes. know, like invest in yourself. Everyone's always so worried about the $1, $2, $3 in detail. And it's like, oh my gosh, you guys invest in yourselves, pay for the education. Um, please don't just look at the bottom dollar or else you will become one of those people who are talking about that are just money driven and nothing else. And what is money without fulfillment and happiness? It's nothing. Okay. So invest in yourself. So if someone's interested in getting some sort of mentorship from you, um, how could they get a hold of you? Or could they, like, do you have social media? What's the preferred way they can contact you? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So I just want to just tell you guys, if I would go back in time 15 years ago, and I would have changed my mindset from scarcity to abundance, because that's the problem. We need to switch that. I came with a lot of scarcity mentality, and it has been hard, and I still catch myself doing that. I'm like, Jonah, <laughs> Come on, let's think on abundance right now. It's a you know, process. We're always learning. It's a process. But what I will tell you is getting a coach or a mentor, I would have just done that day one. Yes. And if I would have done that, a great mentor, you need to find a good one, okay? A mentor <laughs> and a coach, probably instead of taking me 15 years to get what I am right now, I, I would have got it maybe in seven or eight. Isn't that incredible? It's incredible that what they can do. And now what we are doing is we want to help you to get there a lot quicker. So uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can give me a call. Uh, you can call us in my office at 801 810 801 I'm sorry, I know in Spanish. 801-810-5405. And you can say, you I want to meet with Jonah. Or you can... Also go to our social media, you can go to Gamboa team in Facebook, or you can go to the Jonah Gamboa, the Jonah Gamboa in Instagram. So you can go there in Facebook, you want to be able to see a lot of videos that we do for houses that we flip. We also give announcements of mentorship classes, or if you're a real estate agent or someone that wants to join the business and you want to learn from someone that is struggle and have to reinvent the will because sometimes we're stubborn like that. And you can come and learn it so you don't, it's not going to take you 15 years to get what I am, but hopefully we can get you there in five to seven years. So awesome. as long as you are committed to do it. Yes. 
And my daughter was telling the children, don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> from Grandpa Jorah. Just kidding. <laughs> and don't waste your time. I'm serious. Yeah, like, no, don't totally. waste your time. I mean, Be respectful of the people, for sure. But also respectful of yourself, too. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, sometimes we're like, well, I'm going to figure it out. And honestly, it has been a long process. But it has been awesome being here with you, Nuria. I'm just going to tell you, Nuria is awesome. It's a great friend. Um, and I also admire you, Nuria, for all that you have accomplished. And it's cool to see what we have, what we have become in the process. And it has been cool to see the growth together. Um, I mean, we're independent. We have our own companies. But it has been really cool to see that we keep growing and we keep pushing each other. And, and we have each other's back. And I respect that a lot. And you know that you're a great friend to me. Thanks, Jonah. I love Jonah. <laughs> um, what okay so just a final yeah. piece of advice for our listeners before we end our awesome awesome session today i think that the most important thing is you need to really define where you want to go if you don't have a direction if you don't have a destination there is no motivation there sleepwalking. just live walking through life and that's what i call it too just live walking so honestly if you are in that moment right now just take a moment, find yourself, define where you want to go. Because as soon as you have a destination, break it down and be really clear about how you want to, maybe not how you want to get there, but be really clear about where you want to go and why. Because if you're really clear about that, then write it down, set a goal, and start looking for the people that can help you get there and what things you need to get there. But if you don't have that really clear, you know, there's going to be sleepwalking and everything is going to be just okay. But we are, we were created for something more than just okay. We're great individuals and I believe that and we're special. We are all special and I hope that I need, we need in this community leaders and we need people that are passionate, compassionate and that we can change because if we don't do it, then who? Who else? Mm, I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, Thanks for listening in. I know that this was a powerful, uh, powerful episode. Thanks again, Jonah, for, you know, spending your time with us. And this is extremely valuable. And um, if you need to reach out to Jonah, please do. He's a great mentor. He's a great teacher. And he cares. He really deeply cares to, to help the people. And so uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. And I hope that you have a fantastic day and invest in yourself. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share this space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.